podcast on sports talk with Dottie. I'm joined by Denise O'Clarity and Jerkanan today. We're going to take a look first of all at the TG Carroll Ireland Championship, I suppose, Denise. How are you this morning? Great, sorry. Good, we're going to take a look. This year now there's a new championship structure with the football. Denise, how are you finding it? What do you think of it? Do you think it's going to work well? It's it's absolutely brilliant from what I've seen with all the, the groups, senior, intermediate and junior. We've a round robin series in the senior and what they want to do now is to have a lot of double headers with the games and have them played at um, top venues, which is great to see. This weekend, Monaghan now will have a game in St. Jernick's Park in Clonus and um, the fixtures are set so no one is waiting on a result to see who they're going to play next. Whereas now you know who you're playing and where the game will be. And it's going to be good for now for the likes of Galway, Mio, Westmead and Dublin in the senior, because they've only had one game, and that has been their respective um, final in in the province. So now they're able to have a few games as well. Um, in the senior, there's four groups, and they play each other once with the top two going into quarterfinals. Intermediate, it's four groups, and the top two go into the quarterfinals. And the junior, because it's kind of smaller, then the, there's only two groups there. They're played home and away bases, and then the top two in each of those groups go through to the semi-finals. Yeah, it sounds like it's um, well structured out, and it's going to be very interesting. And I was up at the launch last week, and the girls are really excited because they love to know who they're playing. And I think that's a big positive about it. You can focus on who you're going to be playing, and you're not waiting around on waiting and seeing who's going through and the likes of it. Yeah, and I think when you look at the groups in the junior, intermediate and senior, there's going to be some cracking games. And it's very hard actually to predict because because the groups are so tight and a lot of them are so evenly matched. You know, some of the top teams might make it into the knockout stages and um, that's what makes the championship um, all the more exciting. Yeah, and as you said, it's nice for them to be getting the big venues and there's going to be 17 games shown live on TG Car, which is also a huge positive and TG Car and the likes of Little as well are big on supporting the LGFA as well. Well, that's it. Any bit of publicity is um, good publicity for the girls and that's exactly what they need. Uh, TG Carter have been absolutely brilliant with their sponsorship of the ladies' football and showing games. And, you know, even over the last couple of years, I've noticed, though, how a lot of media outlets themselves now are started covering ladies' football. The quality is there. We know what the quality is like you're going to get some fantastic games. As I said, a lot of them are evenly matched. So they're the games that are going to be very good. And um, it all goes well for the championship. We're going to take a quick look at the groups now. And Denise, you have it all covered for us there. Do you want to take us through the groups? Yeah, we'll start with the junior. And group one, we have Kilkenny, London, Loud and Antrim. Now, this is an extremely tough group. Loud were playing in the intermediate championship last year. Antrim got to the junior final in 2016, but things haven't been going too well for them. I think out of that group, definitely Loud will come out of it. I think Loud could be one of the favourites to win the junior. And maybe then you're looking at maybe between London and Antrim then for the other place. In group two, we have Carlo, Derry and Limerick. Now, Limerick actually played in the Munster Intermediate Championship this year. They were beaten by Clare. Derry got to the All-Ireland final last year, lost out in a replay to um, Fermanagh, the one Ulster this year. So I'm looking at that and I'm tipping Derry and Limerick 
to come out of there in the junior. And then you've got some very evenly matched teams. And I say between Loud, Derry and Limerick then for the All-Ireland title. And you're saying you're always right in your predictions. So we'll, we'll believe you on these ones, Ed. Uh, don't tell people to put money on it because I don't want someone giving out that they've lost money. They've lost money on that. So um, it, it's kind of it's so hard, you know, with, with ladies football now, it's so evenly matched. It's quite hard to pre- to predict games, but I'm just kind of just looking at looking at form, and I think uh, loud at the moment, just the way the, the the football they're playing, the year that they've had this year as well, and um, I just think they for me will be favourites to win the All Ireland, but I wouldn't write off Derry or Limerick. Okay, and do you want to take a look at the intermediate? Yeah, in the intermediate we have four groups, and this intermediate championship is going to be extremely tight because you're looking at teams that have actually played senior football as well. So that's what makes it more interesting. In Group One we have Longford, Sligo, Leash. Sligo got to the Connacht final. Leash are the winners of the Leinster Championship, and they've also played senior. And then my own county, Longford. I really think Longford this year struggling. We've lost a lot of players and sad to say, I think they'll be struggling to stay up last year. They needed a playoff to stay in the intermediate and I think this year could be much the same. You're looking at Leash maybe to come out of that and, and Sligo out of that group. Then group two, you have Tyrone, Wicklow and Offaly. Tyrone are the Ulster champions. They won three in a row this year. They lost the All-Ireland final last year. Wicklow up and coming, won Division 4, but they were beaten in the Leinster final. Awfully, always give teams a good game, but I'm thinking of Tyrone and Wicklow to come out of Group 2. Then Group 3, this is some group. You have Kildare, Clare, Wexford and Down. Now, Kildare won the All-Ireland Intermediate title two years ago in 2016. Themselves and Wexford have already met in the Leinster Championship. Wexford defeated them there. Clare were defeated by Kildare back in 2016 in the All-Ireland final, but they won Munster this year. And Down also won the All-Ireland back in 2013, but were well beaten in Ulster this year. So it's going to be extremely tight in this group. You're looking at, I think, maybe Kildare and Wexford to come out of there. Um, I wouldn't write off Clare, but I'm just looking at, at the way football is. Uh, Wexford won Division 3 as well this year. Very good side. So I'm kind of looking at themselves and possibly Kildare. Then Group 4, another tough group. We have Meath, Fermanagh and Roscommon. Meath were the Leinster champions last year, but fell to a surprise defeat this year by Wicklow in Leinster. They got to an Ireland an All-Ireland semi-final last year. Fermanagh won the junior um, All-Ireland last year, while Roscommon won Connacht. Intermediate this year. It's going to be tough for Fermanagh. They're a good team. They're a dogged Ulster side as well. And Ulster football, both men and women, is always tough. But I just feel that Meath and Roscommon are the strongest there. And those two will come out of Group 4 in the Intermediate. It's such a tough group uh, looking at all of them. It's so hard to predict. I don't know how you're pulling them out, Dee, because it'll be very hard, as you said, to pick who's going to come out because anything can happen when there's so many games like this on. That's it. And you know yourself, with injury suspensions, they're the big thing. And try and predict someone, whatever about the, the junior, you know, you can have to try and pick, predict someone actually to win the intermediate. Because when you then get to the knockout stages, that's where the fun starts. And um, every game is going to be so even that it's going to be very hard to actually, you know, 
anyone from Leash to Tyrone to Kildare to Wexford to Mead, anyone could win uh, the intermediate this year. Of course. And do you want to take a look at the senior and those groups? Yeah, senior um, as well uh, are in different groups. We have group one, you have Tip, uh, Kerry and Donegal. So you've last year's All-Ireland Intermediate winners, Tipperary there, and the one Division 2 this year. Kerry um, had a poor enough league campaign. They were relegated to Division 2, and then they lost the Munster final to Cork. But they got to an All-Ireland semi-final last year where they, they met with uh, Dublin. And then Donegal, very impressive. We were talking about them a few weeks ago in winning Ulster. They had a huge win over Armagh in the final. So that group, to try and predict someone over, because Donegal... Um, have been racking up some amazing scores in Ulster. Their result against Armagh um, grabbed headlines. Tipperary, an up-and-coming team. And then Kerry. So to try and predict two teams out of that, because you know, you're looking at three very evenly matched teams. Kerry, the fact that they've played senior might help them. Um then you're looking at, at Donegal are kind of coming up quietly and then Tipperary. So I think definitely Donegal to come out of that and then a toss-up between, I can't really predict a toss-up between um, Tipperary and Kerry. Yeah, it's going to be um, an amazing championship, but I do like the new structure. I do think it will benefit benefit some teams that mightn't have had the chance to go further in previous years. Yeah, and it gives them, as I said earlier on, it gives them lots of games as well. Um, and that's exactly what they want to do. Um, like looking at the other groups, you know, so hard to predict. We've group two, we have Armagh, Monaghan and Cork. Um, Armagh lost heavily to Donegal in the Ulster final this year, but they've got some fantastic footballers. Monaghan were beaten by Donegal in the Ulster semi-final. So both those teams know exactly what uh, Donegal are like. And then you have Cork. You know, they've been the leading ladies and when it comes to the Ladies All-Ireland. You know, they won the Munster title this year. They got to the All-Ireland semi-final last year, beaten by Mio. Um, 11 All-Ireland titles in 12 years. Phenomenal. So you're looking at Cork, definitely, I think, will come out of that. And I think Armagh. I just think Amy Macken is a fantastic footballer. So I just take um, Armagh to give them the slight edge over um, their Ulster rivals, Monaghan in that group. And then we have group three, we have Waterford, Westmead and Galway. Last year, Waterford caused a shock at Munster when they beat Cork in the semi-final, but they were defeated um, in the final by Kerry and then Kerry beat them this year in the semi-final again. Westmead, very good league campaign when you think of it. They were promoted last year and stayed up in Division 1. They played Dublin in the Leinster final and found it very tough. And then Galway won Connacht. I saw Waterford playing this year and they've a good they've a good squad. But I just think Westmead Galway playing at a higher level, but two Division One teams. I would tip those two to come out of that group. But Waterford will make it tough for both sides. And then Group Four, this is one that I'm really looking forward to watching because um Cavan are near us and a few girls I would know on the Cavan side, so I'd kind of keep an eye out, out for them. We have Cavan, Mio and Dublin. Cavan lost out to Tip in a Division 2 final and then lost to Armagh and Ulster. And for a lot of people, and Cavan people themselves, 
they just, just haven't performed as well as they can this year. Mio were beaten in the Connacht final this year and lost the Division 1 final to Dublin, while Dublin are the team to beat this year, the reigning All-Ireland champions. They've already got two pieces of silverware this year, Division 1 title, and were very impressive against Leinster, Westmead in the Leinster final. So out of that, you're looking at Mio and Dublin, but um, Cavan will definitely pull it up to those two teams and uh, they'll get games anyway, but you're kind of looking at Mio um, and Dublin to come out of Group 4. Looking forward to all the action, of course. Let's take a look at some of the action the weekend. We start with Saturday, maybe the senior. We're going to take a look at Saturday. There's Group 1, Round 1. It's Tipperary and Kerry. How do you see this one? That's a local derby. Um, two differing league campaigns. Tipperary promoted to Division 1. Kerry relegated to Division 2. And the tip put it up to Cork in the Munster semi-final but um, it's going to be a very tight game and I actually wouldn't be surprised if this game will end in, in a draw, you know, as I said you know, it's, it's hard to predict you know, Tip and Kerry to come out of that group and it wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw, maybe Kerry might edge it but I think it, it's going to be very tight Okay, that's going to be in Nina at one o'clock on Saturday. Let's take a look at Group Two, Round One: Monaghan and Armagh above and Clonus at half twelve on Saturday morning. Yeah, Ulster derbies, neighbouring counties. It doesn't matter if it's Tiddlywinks or whatever. Ulster is so competitive, and they always like getting one over the rivals. Um, as I said, like Armagh got to a, an Ulster final this year. Both teams lost to Donegal, and. Um, you know, Armagh will be looking at players like Amy Macken to get them through this. So I just think maybe, I know their last game out was a heavy defeat to Donegal in the Ulster final, but I just think it's a slight edge on Monaghan. So I'm kind of giving them a hesitant nod in this one. So I think Armagh could come out of this one. OK, OK. And in Group 3, Round 1, we've Waterford and Westmead. That's part of the doubleheader in Nina as well. And that's at 2.45. How do you see this one going, deep? Yeah, it's great to see d- double headers, and um, you know that's what, what people want more of because single games it's very hard to get crowds into it. Whereas if you have a double header, you know, and people will stay on for for games as well. Um, another good game of prospect. Um, you know, Westmead haven't really had much because they're waiting for months from the league campaign to just to play Dublin in a Leinster final, and they have a chance now to get their championship back on track. I, as I said, I saw Waterford earlier on in the league and. Um, you know, they're, they're a good side, but I just think Westmead playing at a higher level. Um, they've got some very good players and a lot of them actually performed well. Even though they were beaten by Dublin in the Leinster final, they actually did perform well. So I would give uh, Westmead the nod in that game. OK, and of course, above and clone as well as part of the header Group 4, round 1, Cavan and Mayo. I wonder if um, four will be starting at Forshewell. Yeah, this is a game that um, I'm really looking forward to. Um, Cavan, as I said, haven't produced performances that they are capable of. And I know James Daly, um, he was on for manager last year. And James is one of those guys that, you know, he has a list of what he wants his side to do for a year and, and targets. And they got to a Division Two final. They had chances. They could have won that game. And I'm sure he would like his side to do well in the senior championship playing against Mio who, you know, I actually tipped them to win. I thought they would win the Connacht final, but they didn't come up against a very good Galway side. Cora, because she started I'm we are supposing now that she will probably start 
on um again on Saturday against Calvin. Um, we know what me are like. They're looking at um, September the 16th in Crow Park. And um, I think they'll just be too good for Calvin. All right. And that was our senior preview this weekend. We'll take a look at the intermediate, the TG Car Intermediate Championship for 2018. In Group 1, Round 1 on Sunday, we have Longford and Sligo. That's in Strokestown at 2 o'clock. See how do you see the intermediate rounds going? Yeah, more than likely, this is a game I'll be at. I was looking at our local intermediate championship starting in Longford as well so um, I'll be rushing back to that in the evening time but um, Sligo lost to Roscommon in uh, the Connacht final this year um, a decent enough side I saw Longford this year um, our last game out was the Leinster semi-final against Wicklow very poor and I just think Sligo will have far too much for them you know Longford will have players back actually for this game Michelle Farrell and a few and Ashley Green and a few girls but I just think Sligo will just have too much for them and I'm tipping Sligo to win that game Here poor Longford in group two around one we have Tyrone and Wicklow at the 3.45 in Clonus with double header as well it's the second game but just taking the groups in order it's Tyrone and Wicklow this is got the makings of being a fantastic game of football. Um, as I mentioned before, Wicklow are a, a team on the up, one division four. I actually thought they might win uh, the Leinster title, but Leash just a too much for them. A senior side, you've got Tyrone, who won three in a row in Ulster this year, got to an All-Ireland um, final last year. They'll be hoping to go one better this year. And... Um, I just think that Tyrone might just share this one, but um, Wicklow would definitely pull it up to them. Okay, in Group 3, Round 1, we'd won game yesterday. It was clearing down. Clare winning 217, down 1-9. I think full forward Nevo D had 2-8 as Clare began their All-Ireland Intermediate Championship campaign yesterday with a win over down, of course. The game this weekend, it's Kildare and Wexford, and that's going to be above in um, Pretty Yard J Club at 2 o'clock. How's this one going, D? This has got the makings of being a classic. Um, both sides um, have already met each other in the Leinster Championship this year. Wexford defeated Kildare. Um, it was kind of a, a bit of a shock. But Wexford now have won Division 3 this year. And they are a, good, they are a very good side. Kildare, you know, at the moment, you're looking at them at men's and ladies. Everything seems to be going right for them. And um, they'll be going into this game hoping to avenge that scoreline. Um, I think it's, it's 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 a hard one to call. And actually, it's one game that I think I actually could, very tight to call, it could end up actually a draw. Okay, you're going with a draw for them. Mm-hmm. You can't pick one. Okay, in Group 4, Round 1, we have Mead and Fermanagh above and Clonus. It's the Curtain Razor to Tyrone and Wicklow too. Um, you know, Fermanagh, it's going to be tough, even though they played... Um, intermediate, you know, previously and got to finals and that. Mead, they fell to a surprising defeat in Leinster and they'll want to make amends for that. They'll look at themselves as they played senior a couple of years ago and they'll be thinking we want to get back to senior football and I think just they'll have just too much for Fermanagh. So I'm tipping the Royals in this one. Okay, good one. We're going to take a look at also the junior. We have three games on Saturday. Um, we'll take a look at Group A round one versus Kilkenny and London. Of course, that's on in Kilkenny. Yeah, um, I remember London a few years back in the Intermediate Championship and used to always give Longford and Wicklow some tough games when they're in Leinster. 
Um, Kilkenny are making fantastic strides in ladies football, which is brilliant to see. Um, and I just think, you know, Kilkenny, I might actually give them a vote on this. Um, I don't know what London are like this year. Down to the years, they used to have so many players coming in from other counties. Nowadays, a lot of the players are staying in their own county to play football. So I don't know what London are like at the moment. So I might just think that uh, Kilkenny might share this one. And of course, in Group A, round one in the junior as well, we have allowed an answer at two o'clock. Yep, um, this will be a good game. Momentum very much with Loud, the one that answered title. Um, they got to a Division 4 league final this year, beaten by a very good Wicklow team. Antrim, not as strong as they have been in previous years. They got to an All-Ireland final back in 2016. Longford beat them. And I thought, you know, I would have tipped them to come back the following year, but just things haven't gone right for them in the last few years. And I suppose it's it's very hard to um, motivate yourself for, for games. And I'm just, I said earlier on that I think Loud are the team to beat in uh, the junior championship. So uh, I tip Loud to uh, come away with a win in that game. How do teams, how can you pick yourself up at the start of a championship, especially just the start of a team? How can teams do that? I don't know. It's very hard. You know, Antrim, got to a league final a couple of years ago, defeated Longford in the semi-final, and then the go to an All-Ireland final, made a fantastic start in that game. Longford made subs and just changed the game in the second half. So for Antrim to lose a final like that, a final that they were very much in control of, and then to try and come back the following year, it is hard. And it's hard for players because you're looking at ladies football now it's 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 so tough and it, it's so competitive and players are, are put so much into it so much time into ladies football it's not like years ago it's basically like the men's game you know you look at our senior teams here the dublins the meos the cork ladies on a par with um what the men go through with, with everything with their diets with um strength and conditioning with training game time so um you know so to try and get yourself motivated after losing a final and things are going right for you the year before to try and get yourself motivated for the year ahead it is tough especially when when you probably gather in november and you're going to mucky dirty wet fields to try and train and think you know please god that come september the whatever it is we'll be in crow park yeah of course and we've one last game in the junior championship this weekend it's group b round one and that is uh carlo and Derry. yeah carlo were defeated by loud in the leinster championship and um Derry won one Ulster, got to an All-Ireland final last year, just beaten by Fermanagh, their uh, Ulster rivals in an All-Ireland replay. Kind of looking at them to get back to Crow Park again this year, so I think um, Derry probably will have too much for Carlo, but Carlo definitely will pull up for them, but I just tipped Derry to come out of that game. That was great. That was a look at um, Thanks, Steve. That was a great insight and preview of all of our games this weekend in the senior Intermediate and Junior Championship of the TG Cahar Ladies Gaelic Football Association for 2018. Thank you, Jace. No problem, Valerie. We're going to take a look at some of the action last weekend from the Camogie. The Liberty Insurance Senior Camogie Championship Group 2. Tipperary 112, Park 127. Park have kept their Huntsman record intact. The Pumps will win a 15-point victory at the rag. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was at this game and, you know, you couldn't but be impressed with Cork. They were 
is actually one of the best car performances I've ever seen. Um, now, maybe that was because it was in the County Camogie Grounds in the Rag, which is, uh, you know, it's not a big stadium. And, you know, I was on the sidelines, so we were up close to the action. And just, you know, to see Cork um, in full flow was actually, they were unbelievable. They're stronger. You know, we know Cork, they're a great team. They've won loads of All-Irelands. They've loads of All-Stars on the team. But to me, this is one of their best best performances I've seen in a long, long time. Um, way better than the Munster final performance and um, they were just awesome from the get-go I mean Tip actually in my opinion played well enough but they were always chasing the game just constantly Cork just like the runners that Cork have is unbelievable like the Chloe Sigerson, the Ashley Thompson Jim O'Connor just going up and down motoring up and down the field and you know Tip found themselves sort of just trying to get up to the tempo of the game and chasing nearly chasing Cork around the field um, Tip actually started well they got a point from Orlo Dwyer the captain but just Cork got going then likes of Amy O'Connor was excellent and Orla Cronin. And what I noticed about Cork this year is they're not reliant on a few players. They've got a great spread, very balanced team. And likes of Amy O'Connor, Orla Cronin really stepping up and getting on the scoreboard, along with likes of Katrina Mackey and Orla Cotter were always there um, getting scores week in, week out. Um, so Julia White actually got a goal and pushed Cork ahead. But Tip actually responded then with a goal of their own from Roisin Cal. So there wasn't much in it in the first half. Um you know, Aoife Murray came up to take a penalty, but uh, Cueva Burke, the very goalie, deflected over the bar, and that was about five minutes before half-time. So Tip went in at half-time, 1-6 to 1-14. But, you know, at that stage, even though there wasn't a whole lot in it, it was, still looked like there was only ever going to be one winner. And um, Cork raised the game again in the second half. And, you know, Tip worked hard and did a lot of work off the ball. You know, at one stage, you know, some of the Tip players, like they were in the first half, they were absolutely out on their feet and they might have only touched the ball once or twice. It was just pure from tracking Cork runners up and down the field, trying to get up, keep up with the pace of Cork. So, you know, Cork outscored them in the second half, 13 points to six, and ran out convincing winners, 127 to 112. But uh, they're just at a total different level in this group, I think. And, um, you know, I think this tip could still take heart from some of the performances. Um, the subs came off the bench, Miriam Camp and Megan Ryan did well, both got on the scoreboard. Uh, caught the van was very good at freeze was got six points from play or from freeze but um just didn't score enough from play and had to work so hard for their score every point they got they had to earn really really earn it while cork ripped go down the other end and maybe pick off two or three points in the row before tip had to respond with another point then so uh like the cork subs come on like say Ailey sheen lauren home and all all scored as well linda collins so there's there's some array of talent and you know it was impressive to see him um in the rag on Saturday, they're back. They have a serious backroom team. You know, Paulie Murray is obviously a great management, but I think the success of Cork ha- lies a lot in their backroom team. The resources that are pumped into them. Um, they have a top class strength and conditioning and hurling coach, performance analysis, goalkeeping coach, and uh, to see them all in action on, on Saturday, it's hard to know who's going to stop them this year. Now, taking a look at the other game, Offaly moved up to second place in the table with a six-point victory over Wexford at Brendan's Park. It was Offaly 1-18, Wexford 1-12. Wexford are struggling in this group this year. They've three games played and no points yet on the score on the board. Um, while Offaly led them at half-time, 10 points to five. Um, but then they pulled away in the second half with a goal from Siobhan Flannery. That was a crucial goal from a free that uh, kept kept them in front um, Wexford finished with a goal from Chloe Fox but I suppose um, there was always that margin between both sides um, 
Hopefully, had uh, points from the likes of Sarah Harding and Siobhan Flannery, Michaela Mark, and all getting on the scoreboard. And you know, hopefully, are going well. Um, they have a new management this year, um, so it's going to take a. It was always going to take them a while to gel and get going, and they seem to be uh, building momentum nicely now. And that's why the game at the weekend against Tipperary is going to be crucial. Tipperary have the advantage that it's at home, and hopefully, it's a travel to them. But it's a real fifty-fifty game, and I think whichever team performed to their best on the day. You know, we'll win. Like neither team can afford to be below par because it's like I said, it's a real fifty-fifty game, and hopefully we'll we'll be looking to win that game because they they suffered a, a loss to Dublin in the first round, so they have to make amends now and try and beat Tipperary. Moving on, Dublin got their second win of the campaign as they eased with a nine-point win over the group's bottom team, Mead. It was Mead eight points, Dublin two eleven. David Hurty's charge led by one seven. To three at half time, and the goal came from Emma Flanagan. Yeah, and again, you know, you would have predicted that they would win, and they did. Um, you know, me put up a good, uh, good fight. There, there was one seven to three points at half time. Um, Dublin had a Neve Gannon made her debut for Dublin and put in a good performance. Uh, me again relying just a lot on Jane Dolan. She's a fantastic player. She's their main scorer, and she scored majority of their scores from points or points from play and from frees. Um, while Dublin had Emma Flanagan and Siobhan Keogh both getting a goal each um, and like Ashton Carlin had a great game in the in defence so Dublin just um, a bit stronger than Mead well a nice bit stronger than Mead at the moment and further down the road and development wise as a team um, you know they still have a couple of injuries Dublin and uh, Higgerty didn't start the last day and uh, they'll, they'll be looking to have everyone back and be able to pick from their best 15 Um you know, in in their last few games of the group, if they look want to progress, they seem to be having injuries and missing a few players. So they love to get everyone back in a full a full pick. You know, for their to, to really boost their chances to qualify. And like I said, they're all going to be looking for a second spot. You know, that's that's the key for in this group is who's going to take the second spot. If you were a betting woman, sir, who would you put your money on at this stage? I think. I think the the game tip the game against Cork will stand to tip. I think it was a serious level of intensity and I think uh to bring them on leaps and I hope that being a very woman I suppose, maybe wearing my temporary hat, I, I hope they'd beat Offaly and I think that would set them up for the dub to play in Dublin as well. So I think if Tip come over get over Offaly and then Offaly I don't think would pick up points with Cork while Dublin will pick up points against Wexford. So I could see Tip Tip finishing second in the group, and if Dublin beat Wexford, then they'll finish third. So I would see Cork first, Tip second, and Dublin third. I'm also going to take a look at the Liberty Insurance Intermediate Camogie Championship Group 1. Derry, 11 points. Cork, 11. It was a draw there. Cork remaining undefeated. Yeah, Cork had to make the long journey to Derry. Um, I suppose Derry, you know, was it maybe two years ago or seen or so, they're always going to be strong, you know. This is their first team, while this is Cork's second team, and like like you said, that's a long journey up. Um, uh, so and then Cork obviously had, you know, they had twenty four players tagged out for the seniors as well. So they're picking outside of that twenty four players, um, for their intermediate team. So, um, maybe not that much of a shock really, but um, uh, it's a funny actually. The other game in the group finished a draw as well. Leash. And Carlo finished one six nine points. So Cork are still um, on top and down are second in the group. And then you have Derry, Leash, and Carlo. So it's an inter- interesting group as well. And it'd be interesting to see who progresses out of that group.
Another draw on the cards the weekend was Leash and Carlo. It was Leash won six, Carlo nine points. Liberty Insurance Intermediate Camogie Championship Group 2, Westmead 213, Kilkenny 27. Um, Westmead moved level on points with Kilkenny after a six point win in Snagad. Yeah, that was a, a great response by Westmead. Um, you know, I was at the Westmead to Burr game the week before, and it was an absolute cracker of a game. And, you know, the lead changed hands a number of times, but Westmead looked, at, you know, got crucial goals and uh, looked to go to win that game, and Tip made a great comeback. So, me would have been disappointed, but they're after bouncing back excellent with a win over uh, Kilkenny. That was a a tough task, you know, playing Kilkenny. Um, like Cork, they have a huge depth of talent in the county. Um, and, you know, that was an impressive win for Westmead. Um, and it was an important win for them. Um, that's It's a very tough group, that group. Uh, Galway recorded a very big victory over Kildare, 418 to 6 points. So they're sitting on top of the group with two wins from three and a draw from Tipperary. Tip then have two wins from three after that walkover from Antrim and a draw with Galway. So that they're seven points apiece. Um, Galway head on the score difference. Um, then Kilkenny are second or a third in the group. Um, and you know they'd be disappointed with losing to Westmead. And but that was a, a big a big win for Westmead. And like you said, a much needed win. And uh, and Antrim then. Have no scores yet, and um, Antrim then will be dock scores for giving a walkover as well. So, uh, so it looks like Galway, Tip, Kilkenny, and Westmead really all fighting uh, to get out of that group. Also, we have Kildare and Galway. Galway moved up to the top of Group Two after a 24-point win over Kildare. I suppose it was Galway 4-18, Kildare six points. Galway are going well so far, and. I suppose the only thing with Galway is they always kind of go well at the group stages and this time of the year and you know it's it's when it gets when the heat of the battle when it comes to knockout stages I suppose is when they want to really um is when they really really test how good they are you know um I suppose when you when you meet the likes of of Cork and Kenny that would be the real test for Galway down the line uh they played Kenny in the last group game in the senior and that that would be one to look out for but um they're definitely going well so far and you know. You you can't criticise them beating Kildare for eighteen to six points. You know that's a massive victory for them. Um, you know eighteen's a big score, and then four goals on top of that. So they look to be very strong in intermediate as well. You know, there's more Liberty Insurance Senior Camogie Championship Group One action next weekend. It's Kilkenny and Clare, and we have Waterford and Limerick. We also have the Liberty Insurance Senior Camogie Championship Group Two with Mead versus Cork, Tipperary versus Offaly, Wexford versus Dublin. And in the Intermediate Camogie Championship Group 1, we have Down taking on Cork and Leash taking on Derry. We'll also take a look at those games next weekend and review them with Jer. That is it from us this week on Sports Girl Podcast on sportsoft.e. Thanks to Denise and Jer, of course, for joining us with their extensive knowledge of ladies football and camogie. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at sportstalk.ie and, of course, over on Instagram to play our new game, but you can find out more on Instagram at sportstalk.ie.